so podcasting remotely can be challenging. And getting started can be daunting, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process quick and painless, the way it should be. And we've been using Zencaster basically from the beginning of this podcast. And if you know us, you know we're obsessed with quality, and Zencaster provides crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention it's easy to use, which is a huge bonus for our guests. There's nothing to download, nothing complicated. They just click on the link and we all start recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy, and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, you don't have to leave your browser to get the episode done. And we want you to have the same easy experience that we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. So if you go to zen.ai slash glee on the rocks and enter the promo code glee on the rocks, you'll get 30% off of your first three months using Zencaster. That's Z-E-N dot A-I slash glee on the rocks. And it's time for you to share your story. I'm excited to be really mad about that later. I kind of am too. It'll be nice to feel something other than abject despair. You're listening to Glee on the Rocks. Uh, hello, welcome to Glee on the Rocks. I am Emily. I'm Mandy. And I'm B. And this is Season 4, Episode 3, Makeover. And We're back with a general tone of something ominous. <laughs> it's like, this is a very gilded episode. It's like, ooh, everything's so shiny and wonderful. And then it's like, but don't forget, anything yeah. can fall apart at any second. It's like, I know, I didn't forget. <laughs> That we should just leave that as the summary. Ominous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ominous. Okay. We can go on with an actual summary. Well, the actual summary is the campaign showdown begins when Brittany and Blaine go head to head for student council president. Meanwhile, Kurt lands his dream internship. Uh, and this was directed by Eric Stoltz and written by, who did I give credit to this time? Ian Brennan. Hmm. Mm-hmm. A good team. Good team. All we tend to like Eric yeah. Stoltz's episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ian usually writes good episodes too, generally. Yeah. On the glee spectrum of good to bad. Yeah. I like that relative. it was good to bad, not bad to good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, you know, if, if there was the whole spectrum of good and bad TV, glee scale would be way skewed to, to the bad side. But, you know, this is fair. there's some good things on the glee scale that are still bad overall. Yes, it's true. And I would say this is episode is one of them. And it's probably because I'm biased and my two favorite characters both have storylines. Mm, let's be real. <laughs> it's a very Curtin Blaine heavy episode. It is um, a clean some... show. <laughs> it's yeah. a bit of a clean show. Well, not of them together, but separate. Yeah. But then you can like splice their scenes together and pretend like they're together. They have, like, one conversation. They do. It's... um. We were, you know, we were Ominous. eating crumbs at this point, so. We were. And how little did we know? Yeah. How little we knew. <laughs> we knew something because it came up on my Facebook, the uh, the post that I made right before the breakup happened, <laughs> when we knew someone was going to break up, but we didn't know who, and I was very emotional about it. So, yeah, I don't know if I, we knew. We must have known right after this episode aired that the next one was that. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. we did. Yeah. I remember a lot of speculation and well, I guess we should save the reactions for when we're recording that. But yeah, I do remember like as this episode aired being very like unsure if I wanted to keep watching the show or not. Yeah. Like as this like episode that we're talking about today aired, I was like, do I even want to go into this or do I just want to wait and see like how the pieces fall next time? Mm. And like not watch the breakup live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, after finishing this one, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> I might want off this wild ride. I respect that. I wish I could have been so strong. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't, but I thought about it. <laughs> but you seriously considered it, and that's a yeah. lot. Um, in this episode, Blaine gets his own voiceover. Oh, that's right. And Is this open, his first one? He opens with it. He does. He gets to open with it. And I guess this is also when we learned that 
he like as as taking over the mantle of the new Rachel has signed up for multiple clubs. He is now, I guess, in a superhero club, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, which I'm I'm guessing uh, no one on the writing staff ever played because I think all they're doing is LARPing. Yeah, that's not D&D. It's not D&D. It was also superhero sidekicks specifically. Sure, yeah, superhero sidekicks, which is funny. That one's funny. It is funny, but why? I don't know. I don't think that's going to help him get into college. I don't think so. Because Rachel's clubs were an attempt to help her get into Niata. These look like Blaine trying not to think about Kurt. I mean, honestly, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, up front, because I'm going to repeat this throughout the entire season. I think that Blaine is depressed, and yep. oh, yeah. everything starting from this point on is basically just another sign of, like, he is desperately trying to figure out in kind of the way I think a, I don't know, what, 16, 17-year-old boy who presumably doesn't have a therapist mm-hmm. would be trying to do which is like oh no i'm sad let me find 17 million things to do so i don't have time to be sad right yep and that doesn't work but he could talk to his older brother but that guy's mysteriously gone yeah he um decide well he has a a great photo in his locker yes oh i love that photo Mm -hmm. not sure a few of them right yes the unicorn one yes the unicorn one so cute yep um, he does decide to sign up to be student council president in opposition to Brittany. Yes. Which I kind of like, but I like Blaine and Brittany interacting. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're just a fun, I don't know, from the the whole like hair gel thing mm-hmm. last season. I don't know. They're just funny together. They are funny together. What was the fandom? It was like the Wonder Twins or something? Or was that them? Or was that Sam and Brittany? I can't remember. I think it was Sam and Brittany because they're both blonde, but I actually don't know. But I do think it's cute. I think the whole focus on McKinley now is just like silliness and joy mm-hmm. when it was so not that at all before. And it's very interesting because like yeah. there's still some kind of competition. It was like, who's going to be the new Rachel? But after that, it's just been like, oh, these people are friends. And like, even though they're competing against each other for the president thing, like they're mm-hmm. still friends and they're still friendly and like it's a friendly competition. Whereas like in, in seasons past, no competition felt friendly in this glee club no. at mm-hmm. all. Even just like a whose duet is the best was like out for blood. Life it's or also death. like it's kind of like <laughs> Ryan and Co thought that because they'd done those storylines once that like no one would ever need to see teenagers acting like that again. Mm-hmm. I, which I feel like their storyline repeaters to a fault though, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, I was well, I was gonna say like, but he doesn't apply that to other things <laughs> where it you know doesn't make sense. But here where it does, no, can't do that. I guess we kind of have like the whole Rachel Cassie July thing still unfolding, even though yeah. Cassie's not in this episode. Like, there's still clearly some drama there with her mm-hmm. dance class thing. So that at least extends. They're just like, everybody McKinley's having a great time. Well, for, yeah. for today, at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I do love that this gives Brittany an extended storyline that's not yeah. just yeah. moping over Santana. So she's, you know, she's still running for student body, student council president. Also, I thought was called senior class president last season, but maybe not. I don't remember. Well, they also did randomly add in vice presidents. So they did add and in then vice called president. that out. Then called yeah. that out. Yeah. Which there I thought multiple, was great. I know, but there were multiple times this episode they did that stupid thing they always do where they call out all the ridiculous glee stuff uh-huh. and then they just do it anyways. Yeah. Well, so. yeah, because now as national champions, they get to host the show choir rule committee meeting. Yeah. What the fuck? Which I don't remember. Sure. That was definitely Not a, thing. a thing before. Right. And then they just go through like the litany of things that they fuck up on, (laughs) like not preparing and Chu having no ideas ever. They, they even, yes, they even said like Tina, I think was like, ask them about that one third vintage thing. And so it's like, why do some teams seem sing six songs and other teams sing Mm -hmm. three? And I was just like, yeah. Yeah. 
And then you know what we're going to do is that in like three episodes. They're going to have some mm-hmm. ridiculous fucking thing where New Direction sings twice as many songs as everybody yep. else. <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. Like, okay. Oh, God. Thanks. Um, I don't really want to talk about Mr. Shoe, but I did think it was really funny that like his storyline they're going to recycle like at least once more if not twice with the whole like he got what he wanted and now he doesn't really want it anymore and i was like mm-hmm. bored mm-hmm. and that's just yeah. ryan murphy giving us a look under the bald head isn't it <laughs> just like I think it has to be. That this is just baked into his psyche <laughs> yeah. that everybody gets what they want and then immediately doesn't want it I, it has to be both about himself and about rachel in the future and every yeah it has to be <laughs> right like i'm like mm, this is really on the nose mm-hmm. yeah. and it i don't know that it's true for everybody in real life but i think he certainly thinks it is right like it's like outgrowing something is one thing but you're mm-hmm. literally talking about achieving your wildest dream and then immediately giving up on it hmm. yeah is there much else to say about shoe storyline i mean no it does go back a couple times but like (laughs) the only literally the only note i made as i was watching about shoe at all was like if he needed a written recommendation he should have asked ricky martin the spanish teacher yes (laughs) (laughs) you're exactly right yeah i did like sue's line about you know, don't kid yourself you never had any good ideas yeah <laughs> it's pretty old school sue i dug it sue i do think it would have been in, she was good i i think it would have been a more interesting shake-up for the show to have uh shoe actually leave and go take that arts position yeah doesn't and then he they do bring that s- at one point though i can't remember if we've already watched it or it's still to come but doesn't he leave for a little while i don't remember i don't know because <laughs> um well did but Holly like, Holiday already come back the second time? We were already losing was the plot. That a long her. time ago. That might have been a <laughs> yeah. long time ago that she. I don't, I don't know. I was like, yeah. wasn't there a sub for a while? But I think I'm just thinking of Gwyneth Paltrow that time. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second we, time, we did that one. <laughs> but the sub thing is always so funny because it doesn't matter. It's not like they're actually preparing for their competition. We already know that. So fuck it. But <laughs> to actually have with the like, song of the week. <laughs> But I think it'd be cool if, if he just left the show and I was mean, replaced. Yeah. I mean, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. He, he was like top billing, though, in season one. He so was. I just never let him go. Also, like, justice for Jama. She could have actually had yeah. a storyline that maybe so didn't true. revolve around him. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor Emma. But yeah, so she was there in this episode. Uh, Unfortunately. Unfortunately, exactly. That's it. That's all we can really say. She was there. Um, And he, he, I really didn't pay attention. He ultimately decides to just suck it up. Is that where Emma gives him a pep talk and he gets over it? His malaise. His ennui. His ennui. (laughs) Basically. There you go. There you go. All right, so isn't that usually just what happens though with them? Is like I know. he's got a, he's got a feel, and then someone else has to bring him out of it because that's all he knows how to do. Yeah, and it's such a repetitious storyline that I I do like find myself wishing they had just like cut his scenes and like done an extra song. Yeah, mm-hmm. just throw mm-hmm. another song in there. It's fine. Also, because there's pretty good music in this episode. Yeah, yeah, could have done some other. I was enjoying it. Yeah. Because sometimes the, the episodes can be song heavy where you're like, mm-hmm. these ones aren't even interesting. Could we find another? Yeah. So it's like skipping like no on your playlist. breathe between them. Yeah. Just like song after song. But this one I think did a good job. Yeah. yeah. I was actually a bit surprised when like I hit the ending of the episode and not, not because like the episode was so good. I was like, oh my God, keep going. But because I was thinking, I wasn't, wasn't there more music in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, what? Is it pacing? Yeah. <laughs> Is that was that a sense of pacing? The fuck? Before we go out of Ohio, do we finish up the senior school council position president? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it's called. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it's called. So um 
they're in competition. We have a president and a VP. There may be a secretary of state. I don't know. <laughs> and um, Brittany chooses Artie to be her VP. And Blaine has to choose a VP. And uh, he ends up with Sam. Yeah, Brittany kind of chooses Sam for him. Yes. <laughs> um, do we think this is a let's make Cord Overstreet a more important part of the show choice? I think yeah, I kind of think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely think they were trying to build up what they still had back in McKinley that people mm-hmm. gave a shit about because the newbies yeah. were like nowhere to be seen in this episode. Yeah, no. Oh, true. Maybe that's why I also like this episode more. Yeah. It felt a mm -hmm. bit more old school glee with Mm -hmm. the It did. That totally makes sense. No, but like, I mean, I guess spoiler, at the end of the episode, Blaine's like, you know what? I stayed here just for Kurt. Like, duh, dude. We all knew that, that you came here just for Kurt. But I feel like the the show- line. I know. The show really was trying to like address that head on with like showing that Blaine has friends, not just glee club Mm-hmm. members um because the previous episodes in this season like the new rachel and stuff have been a little more combative like the little disharmony in the glee club so i do think britney bringing blaine uh, britney blinging bringing oh my god let me start one more time <laughs> welcome britney, to how i talk i know i did crack open a seltzer it's fine britney <laughs> bringing sam over to blaine I do. I have always loved like the Brittany Blaine relationship, and I think they planned this whole Blaine Sam thing from the beginning. Like the banner mm-hmm. literally said, "Congratulations, Blam!" Like they were like, "Here's the ship name. You're welcome." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they I were. Know. They were at that point aware that they could spoon feed a fandom. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. I definitely was like, "Here's here's the Blam!" Like, I, yeah, I mean, in your mm, face, Blam! Yeah, they they just um, pushed mm-hmm. too far with Delia Street. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to remember yeah. the name Delia Street. It makes no but, sense. Why would it be two first names and a last name? That's stupid. I mean, Blam is cute. You could have just stopped there. Could have just stopped. And you know what? I really liked Blam in the beginning. I I really did. If the they beginning, had, yeah. That stupid unrequited love storyline was dumb. The worst. Like they really were cute, just little besties. I'm excited to be really mad about that later. <laughs> Can't I kind wait. of am too. It'll be nice to feel something other than abject despair. <laughs> First comes the pain, then comes the anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The pain really. We are going to 12 step it all the way through this. <laughs> Till we make it to the other side. Yes. Till we get to the confusion of season six. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's more pain there, so I don't Shit. know. <laughs> there's definitely pain. Um, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But um, oh, no, Glee is gonna hurt us. Never would have guessed. Oh, it's only pain all the way down. It is why it's the pain decks now. Yeah, That's right. it's it's accurate. Um, I don't I don't like though that like Blaine and Sam didn't really win fair and square. Like for some reason, Brittany all of a sudden was like, "I'm gonna cancel summer vacation," and that's really why they won. And I was like. Oh. Why does it always have to fall back to like, oh, Brittany's stupid? Like, yeah. And like, if they were trying to make a comment about like how Brittany sees herself, they just didn't really follow through with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I want to say that there's a missing scene where Brittany is trying to cheer Blaine up. So she sabotages it mm. and, and makes these stupid remarks to so hand make- Blaine the presidency. That would absolutely make sense. Yeah. Because he's so, so sad over Kurt. But I cannot say that for yeah. sure. Unless Mr. Ryan Murphy would like to come on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that totally you, tracks Ryan. though. Yeah. And yet. Have everything makes sense? No, we cannot. I did really love um, Brittany calling him Blaine Warbler. Blaine Warbler. I love that she still does that. Yes. It's yes. my favorite. That made me very happy. Um, I love their um, their songs, the Celebrity Skin. Yeah. When I wake up.
it's an odd choice of a song if you think about it at first and then it's just kind of a it's an interesting song to use in a glee episode but it kind of works i loved that song i loved the performance i loved the color guard involved in it it was so cool i just yeah it's such a weird like you know what do you this is great and two people who don't get to sing very often i love that yeah and she it's kind of really kind of works for her her voice yeah like the makeover thing is so cringy like as a concept Mm -hmm. but i think they did a great job although sam does tell blaine to lose the bow tie and it's you know yeah i'm i'm honestly okay with it because i get so fucking sick of blaine and his bow ties yeah i think sam was right the outfit did look better without the bow tie it did he kind of looks like a a little grandpa sometimes he really does yeah a, a grandpa and like a toddler like the color it's, yes <laughs> the colored pants with the th- mm-hmm. it's too much <laughs> toddler blaine is the one that really gets me it's when yeah. they start dressing him like a child i cannot i, I mean can't. that gets bad in later seasons it really does and i get <sighs> he's a grown man stop it or a teenager at least if we want to yeah. really think about it. but still he's not a baby i know he shops it's in like the kids' department, but stop to, it. Like, Rachelify his wardrobe, but in like mm-hmm. a male way. Mm-hmm. Just because but he's the new Rachel. Like, um. Whereas Rachel's storyline is like, oh, I'm gonna try to look more adult and grown up. Cur- I mean, uh, Blaine somehow just gets younger and younger. Yep. And without the mini skirts, which isn't fair. So. <sighs> And yes, he, he admits that he came to McKinley just for Kurt and that he feels alone. It didn't hit me until right now. I came to McKinley for Kurt. That's it. And now he's gone. And even with Glee Club, it just... I feel really, really alone. I'm sorry, it's just that I did all this for him. I did all of this for him. And now he's not here. And so it just kind of feels like none of it matters. And it's the saddest thing. Yeah, I'm I'm such a I ha, I feel bad saying I'm an advocate for depressed Blaine, but I feel like that is the lens by which they should have written his character the whole season. Yes. And I am also a it's Kurt's fault Stan, but that's also I mean where I well, come from. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's not Kurt's fault because nobody should have let that fourteen year old child transfer to the school for yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But Kurt did reject his phone call when he wanted to tell him about winning student council president body. I have to confess, like, as I was watching that, I had a thought that I don't remember ever thinking before. And that is Blaine, just say something like, I know, just call out what's happening. Obviously Kurt is very excited about all of the very exciting things going on in his life. Mm-hmm. not news that Kurt can be a little bit self-centered just be like hey hold up we're gonna have you time then we're gonna have me time mm-hmm. yeah and yep. thinking a little bit like oh Blaine maybe you are a little a little more at fault here yes yeah you gotta you gotta like, speak up both of them are but yeah well Cheating instead of interrupting your boyfriend when he's talking too much mm. But still, he was depressed. I'm going to yeah. go with that. Well, it's like insecurities, Blaine, is really like the name of the game for like the rest of the show, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Which is It really is. Never fully addressed and never really resolved in a way that I think is useful. And I try to be like... And often make fun of. Yeah. 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 Like the, literally the butt of the joke. And mm-hmm. I just really go back to like damn these characters need therapy like they should have just been able like i don't know is it them trying to write them like they're really teenagers or just laziness like i feel like it's more laziness than anything else like i mean even the real teenagers thing like honestly if they were real teenagers they would have like broken up gone to college and probably Mm. not talked again i mean also true Mm -hmm. so it's it's a weird mix of both but yeah i just i kept thinking man this is the point where blaine could have fixed it all if he just said hey hold on then a lot of the future problems yeah wouldn't have really happened in the way they did but also blaine was making so many assumptions i think that were like not really founded in anything and you know insecurities being a teenager like whatever but it's it's very realistic for a teenager and to be that melodramatic about it 
Yeah. Um, but to like cheat is a lot, is a lot. So I just, they've barely been long. It's been like a month, maybe. Like that's what really gets me. I'm like, Oh, calm down. Like he just left. I don't know, but I was a long distance relationship for like four years. So, you know, it's just not for everyone, I guess. Maybe Blaine's just not that guy. It's also a lot of nuance to ask from a Glee episode um, this is also i mean you're sure. not wrong yeah. we're, we're writing fanfic in our head sorry yeah i wrote just, a lot just of talking it out loud this time yeah yeah <laughs> everyone was just like what if they communicated crazy idea yes. let me That's, write a phone call between them yeah. great i feel like that was just a very popular tag is what if they communicated literally it was all like missing scenes where mm-hmm. they actually had a real conversation about something and didn't just like awkwardly smile through it yeah poor blaine i do feel for him and i don't think kurt was not at fault but i think i also wonder blaine could have said something yeah i do wonder what it's like as actors Mm. and you get a script and you're like this is not how a human being behaves yeah (laughs) i have to play have to sell this now (laughs) Because I'm just thinking again about that Facebook letter and you're thinking, I'm a 24 or 5-year-old adult saying these words and I know that this is not how most human beings behave. And I know how the fans are going to react to this shit. (laughs) And I just, I think of that a lot in TV shows like this where you have to play these parts knowing that how your character is behaving is not at all in a realistic or mostly realistic fashion or even um in line with what your not at all realistic character would do in a situation like rachel's crazy but is often crazy in her particular way and then there are times that she does things that even rachel wouldn't do and as an actor you don't generally get to say like hey i don't think my character would do that Yeah. Especially not on a show like this where they were no. all, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> I just feel like Ryan Murphy was probably not super receptive to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet not. I think it's just an added layer of like, no, I don't want to do this. But there they are in their sad. But Kurt's living a pretty good life right now. Yes. And that was so fun to watch. Like, yes. Kurt's storyline alone in this episode was just, like, pure happiness. It was. Um, His internship at Vogue.com is <laughs> the most underserved, underappreciated storyline and glee for me that yes, fell 100%. by the wayside, didn't get fleshed out, and then didn't go... In the direction that I think, yeah, anywhere. It didn't go where I think it should have. And I think that. Didn't go in the direction that they said it was going to go into. Yeah, exactly. That really pissed me off. Yeah. And it's, there's all these like signposts from episode one, from the pilot about Mm -hmm. Kurt and his future and his talents. And finally in season four, you're like, yeah, we're going to get a nice payoff of who Kurt Hummel is and what he likes and what he's good at. And then they're like, no, psych. Broadway Broadway only. Yes. You're like, God damn it. Yeah, like it infuriates me. It's also one of the storylines that is unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, who's gonna get an internship at anything Vogue related with one interview? No with one. Woman who makes you wonder exactly how she got hired. I mean, she's great. <laughs> yeah, right. but... She doesn't even know how she got hired, TBH, yeah. so but like it's the kind of unrealistic that I'm like, this is fun. I'm willing to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. 
I feel like they explained it well. Like if I'm going to suspend my disbelief on yeah. this, I, okay, she's from Ohio too. So she sees herself in him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she's feeling insecure in her role and not really sure. So she's looking for a friend almost more than an intern. And it's like, I totally like believed that mm-hmm. that yeah. series of events could have happened like that because they built it into the storyline. They didn't just ask you to believe something that was completely off the wall within the realm of Glee. And sometimes they do that and it works so well. And this is definitely one of them. Like when Kurt and Rachel like break into Vogue.com in the middle of the night, like yep. a normal boss would have been like, you're fucking fired. But <laughs> she's not a normal boss. She's Isabel and she loves Kurt and she's his fairy godmother. And so she's like, let's fucking sing a song and do the makeover mm-hmm. together. And like, that's the kind of suspension of disbelief I want out of Glee. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. And it this is exactly what I want. It's so good. The song was amazing. Who cares what they're wearing from Main Street to Savile Row? It's what you wear from ear to ear and not from head to toe. Lover, never, never change. Keep that breathless charm. Won't you please arrange it? Cause I love you. Remember, you're never fully dressed without a smile. Yes. I, I forgot how much I loved that. Mm-hmm. It was so fucking cute. It gave me big vibes from when Kurt and Rachel did um, Happy Days mashup. Mm. Yeah. Right? I was like, oh, this is just perfect for Kurt and Rachel. It was so cute, so sweet. A good, like, friendship moment for them, too, which even though they're, like, the New York characters at the moment, I still feel like they didn't get a lot of that. They were both kind of, like, immediately drawn into their other storylines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, they would just have, like, one scene where they're, like, in the loft together. Yeah. So I like that they actually had a storyline together. So true. Right. Kurt was bold as fuck to break into. I know. The, I know. But he was so confident too. He was like, "Oh, I know exactly where to go." Week or something. I know. He was like chill as fuck. But um, can I be really shallow and like Kurt looks so good in this episode? Like I he does. Yeah. Like I love season two Kurt so much because I think he's just really beautiful at Dalton. Something about the natural light, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, these ones, like when he's like mm-hmm. walking out of the subway, I was like, "Who is that?" Uh, a model. Chris so. was definitely hitting his like oh, yes. stride. Growing up physically too. Yes, he had the, the highlights in the hair. Yeah. Like, oh, he was killing it. Gotta talk to hair and makeup about this season. I know. They really got creative. Like Kurt had mm-hmm. very interesting swoops. He was just blossoming in New York City. I loved it. And oh. even she Go called ahead. out the brooch. Yes, I was just about to say, I love, that was one of my favorite moments where she was like, that should come with a warning. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. it did. I That had to be improv, like 100%, right? That was so cute. I just love it. It was so good. Now, Rachel's, Rachel's makeover was less impressive. I literally made a note of that. I was like, what was her makeover? A smoky eye? And she started curling her hair and just showing more skin? Well, okay, so was I wrote that, that her makeover was um, lightly curled hair extensions. Yeah. And that um, she's been wearing short skirts the whole time. Now she's just wearing short shorts. <laughs> so It's just like more I, skin. It's like instead of the tights, I'll just wear thigh-high boots. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Her makeover was Leah Michelle. Literally. Right, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Was her hair... Had the ombre the whole time, or was that part of the makeover? I couldn't remember. I think it, it was wasn't, like that. I think it was already like that at that point. So yeah, she just was like, "I'm gonna curl my hair and do my makeup every day, mm-hmm. wear sluttier clothes, just like a little bit." It's still just a tiny because she's already wearing like a lot of black. Uh huh. So like, she already looked different in New York versus mm-hmm. she did before. But um, yeah. that, like, it kind of pissed me off thinking of season one Rachel and how she got so much shit at McKinley and really didn't change much about herself. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you go to college and some girls are mean to you and suddenly you're like, well, now I have to be a new person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on. I don't like Rachel, but at yeah. least I appreciated the whole, you know, 
being who she is. I didn't totally, and I also, I mean, I love Kurt, but I didn't, well, sometimes I like Kurt. I can't lie. <laughs> I'm not in the same level. I like Kurt. I don't love Kurt. It's fine. We need all kinds on the podcast. We need all kinds. <laughs> I didn't love the comment about, like, you feel the same because you're dressing the same. Like, that's not how life works. No, yeah, no. And I get that because he is such, he is so into fashion that it is part of his personality, but it's not. Yeah. that's not how life works you don't suddenly become a different person because you put on thigh high boots I guess unless you have multiple personalities but that's also questionable though if Blaine wants to try it with some thigh high boots if Blaine is into it thought. we can talk about it well I think I, they don't say this in the show so I'm giving them way too much credit but I could see Rachel being slightly more affected by the opinions of the people at Niata than McKinley because I feel like she doesn't have that thing anymore where she's like well I'm more talented than all of you and I'll take that all That's the way true. to the bank you know like now she feels yeah. really threatened by the talent mm-hmm. level of other people and comparing like she never used to really compare herself to other people not really she was just like I know I'm better than you yes she's kind of an asshole <laughs> like about- i know i work harder and i know yeah. i am gonna get the solo and whatever like i do me you do you and now i feel like glee was just like let's give everybody insecurities that's really what it feels like this uh, this season they're like what if everybody had a crippling fear of failure <laughs> go <laughs> go that's not the realism i want glee <laughs> <laughs> i know i get that enough in my own life yeah god what if everyone was anxious all the time? Like, no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, the makeover, if you can call it that, works for Rachel. She d- makes a move on Brody. Yeah, she does. Yep. How does she not see that that's a date? Yeah. Because she's really young. I don't know. Denial. She's still I, worried that she's not pretty enough. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, we all saw Finn showing up, right? Uh, Everyone yeah. watching the show was like, in well, obviously. In a fucking hoodie. I was like, really, <laughs> Finn? You're going to fly across the country to see your ex-girlfriend and wear a hoodie and a t-shirt? Yeah. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Also, were they actually broken up? Like, <laughs> yes, he was like, "I'm letting you go." Remember, she was sobbing okay. in the car. She was ugly crying. Yeah. Well, I didn't know if it was. I don't know because they made the comment about not knowing what's going on with Finn, and I was like, "Wait, is this an unknown quantity at this point?" Because I thought that. No, I feel it like had been established. no. You're so right, though. The whole thing is weird. Well, when you're in basic training, you do get to call like one person mm-hmm. a week, so maybe just you know. But Kurt should yeah. have known what was going on with him there from Carol. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you would have thought Kurt would have. Yeah. Like it's not like Finn was literally not communicating with anyone. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird, but no, I'm I'm 99 sure they broke up. When he took her to the train station mm-hmm. and then went to basic or whatever. But basic's only six weeks six weeks long also, so I don't know what the fuck Finn's been doing. Guess we'll find well, out. Time next means episode. nothing. I don't remember in the show. That's also true. So who knows how long she's actually been Aniata. Because yeah, they like put her on the train and say goodbye, and it's like she's coming back <laughs> in like a couple days. <laughs> she's going to just look at the school. Weird. She comes back to New York and is like, or comes back to Lima, like so awkward. Hey, yeah. it's like you run into her at the Walmart, like, oh hey girl, remember when we, you were sobbing and we were hugging you? <laughs> You're right here. I'm I'm gonna say that right now. In all the episodes up to this point. The whole putting her on the train and everyone crying and showing up to say goodbye. when That's the weirdest thing they've ever done. But it's Glee. Yay. <laughs> it's, all, it's all I can ever come back to. So what else happened in the episode? Um, Not I, much else. Rachel made it though she's vegan. <laughs> yep. Yep. That is true. That happened. Um... The background picture on Kurt's phone is from the next episode. The time-traveling phone picture, yes. 
I actually forgot about that until it showed yes. up and I was like, okay, come on, you guys. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Like, when you just give up on continuity, God. I know. Usually the wardrobe and prop people keep them straight. So I'm disappointed in that one. And then it's like, <laughs> it's it's so obviously a photo of Chris and Darren and not Kurt and Blaine. Yes. yes. That it does that not it's look like worse. Kurt and Blaine. The ones it's in the worse. locker are like that too. I'm like, they guys, are. I. Which I mean, like credit to Curtin or Chris and Darren for being actors and being able to tell the difference between their characters and their people, yeah. but like that means we can tell when it's clearly I... a picture of the actors in the locker. Yes, and I remember the Battery Park scene, the behind the scenes, like people were there watching them film it, and you could. There's a clip of the photographer taking mm-hmm. the picture that ends up being the background for I the know. phone call in this episode, and I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, yeah. I just the lack of effort. You're telling me neither Chris nor Darren had like a like a picture on their phone that could be good enough. Uh, I mean, I believe they would have had a picture, but. Chris and Darren's shit was so locked down at that point. True. <laughs> well, some... remember, Darren's a sentiment whore. Oh, yes. So. <laughs> he wouldn't release them. I won't release the photos. Well, I think the problem is we've reached the end of the actual episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Because, like, I thought that's really what happened in this, in uh, yeah. episode three, is that Kurt found his calling at Vogue and uh, he really establishes a solid career there, and he becomes the editor in chief in like twenty years. It's yeah. just really nice story. I'm it glad is. they it's, did it that way. It's cool that we get to see the the beginning, right? Like you don't yeah. often get to see the beginning of someone's career, um, and I just think it's really cool that we get to see that for him. And that's what you missed on the week. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's the reality we're choosing to that's, insert. That's what happens, right? I think uh, that's what happens. Obviously. Um, and nothing different goes on. Yeah. So, uh, unless you have anything else to add, I think that's that's the episode. That's pretty much it. How, how's our Kevin McScale? Oh, songs. Do we have? How's the other songs? Songs first. Okay. I mean, Blaine's opener was definitely my favorite. I like the way you look tonight. I think it's it's so fun. It is really fun. Like all, all in all, I mean, I said this earlier, but I just liked the music in it because, and one of the reasons is it wasn't like so much that it felt shoehorned in like I expect yeah. Glee to do. I felt like most of the songs actually really fit the plot in the moment too, which mm-hmm. is amazing, especially when clearly they had, you know, a theme, the makeover theme, but so many different genres and stuff, which I think is really fun. Um, I'm going to go with Celebrity Skin. I loved that just scene, and I think it was fun. Kevin? Kevin McScale? He had a little plot C, didn't he? He was there. He did, yeah. I mean, Brittany might have forgotten they ever dated, but... (laughs) (laughs) As everyone forgets everything in this show. Yeah. Um, Uh, So, like, two? Yeah, like Part of the plot? I mean, yeah. He had scenes. He didn't sing really but yeah he didn't two out of five it's pretty good How, how's our pain decks oh, ramping up a little bit yeah this one yeah. stung a little is our pain yeah. decks out of 10 or five it is it's out of 10 uh, gives us some some room to yeah. to feel gonna, do we want to factor in how we feel about just what happens in the episode or how we feel about it as set up Mm. Um, because I mean I'm gonna say maybe like a six if you're not thinking ahead yeah but how could you not when the picture in which case it's a 37 (laughs) I think (laughs) 
I I think I think we can't include their divorce. Yeah. <laughs> dad and dad getting divorced. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think a six yeah. is ringing true for me. Yeah. Okay. Because it's like okay. they did. It was cute. Like they are talking to each other and stuff. But mm-hmm. the pain. The pain. Yeah. Yeah. The the sad Blaine face. I know. Oh, I know. Just really nice. Was... Yeah, right in the heart. I did some reading of, um, I think it was a hypable uh, recap of the episode, and they compare Blaine in the scene where he's trying to call Kurt to the episode of The Simpsons where um, Lisa goes out with Ralph and then rejects him. And like Bart's quote is, you can actually pinpoint the second his heart rips in half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's accurate. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. Blaine was lying, wasn't he? When he's like, "Oh yeah, he's already planning yeah. like the inaugural ball." Like he lied to his friends about it. Oh, the pain. Mm-hmm. I say six point five. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that just hurt me to think about. I'm good with that. Okay, because next episode is a thirty-seven minimum. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh god. All right. Um. That thing you like. Mm. I'm going to say that thing I like is early Blam. I do think the Blaine-Sam friendship was very sweet and wholesome. And I like that, you know, Sam was very open, you know, talking about like Blaine being gay and being like the first gay president and all that stuff. Like, I feel like Sam really was someone who accepted Blaine for who he was and like liked Blaine as a person not in the context of kurt or in the context of blaine's talent or anything like that like sam was always just portrayed as this very like pure personality and i think that was a really good kind of antidote to blaine kind of descending into darkness a little bit at this point mm-hmm. and i wish they had never ruined it but in this episode i really liked it it reminded me that i really liked it in the beginning so i think very cool my thing that I liked about it I'm gonna say one of them is one of those lines from Glee and there are a lot of them but that stick in my head and will pop out at random moments yes Um, this is specifically whenever I'm in the grocery store and I see a box of Triscuits I think I'm gonna have a shame Triscuit (laughs) (laughs) and just the fact that it made me laugh so many times over the years but also Brittany and uh, Blaine and the Blaine Mm. Warbler line yeah Oh, a little brilliant warbler. Um, mine is Kurt finding his dream yes. as a fashion designer that he never lets go of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my coulda, shoulda, woulda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice. It's I, so, I don't so accept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I don't it's accept just... the wrong parts of Glee anymore. I, just... I know. Just reject. <laughs> you. That's yeah. the only way to stay sane. You got to keep what serves you and reject the yeah. rest. But yeah, it's just like the setup was there. They even like mm-hmm. she asked Kurt about his five year plan and he's like, oh, well, I would stay working here. Plus, I would want to be on Broadway. And she's like, kind of like, hmm, OK. And by the end of the episode, she's like, you could do this as a career. And that's mm-hmm. the first episode he's working there. Like exactly. It's just the I think to me, the thing that I'm most bitter about still to this day i might change my mind on that after as we keep rewatching. but i think this is the thing i'm most bitter about is that it's just so obvious like and it's so clear from the beginning clear that this is this makes total sense it could have been a great storyline about how dreams change and you know how you can really find your passion at that age where you're like starting to go to college and stuff like i see it every day in my job working with college students and yet like not not really a single character in the mm-hmm. show has a realistic storyline in mm-hmm. like their career trajectory and it pisses me off. Ugh. It would have been And it's something he's so naturally good at. Yeah. And he deserves yeah. to feel good at something. Mm-hmm. He really does, yeah. Exactly. It's also nice to see Kurt not in competition with anyone else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when it came to music at McKinley, he always had to fight Rachel and sometimes Mercedes, kind of, for whatever he got. Yep. Yeah, he was never allowed to, like, have his thing, you know? This is his thing. He's so good at it. 
So those are those are our things I like. Things we like. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was uh, season four, episode three, makeover, which means, um, unfortunately, this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> it's been nice. It's been a really great <laughs> time working with everyone. And um, <laughs> follow us for on listening. Patreon because we're going to need lots of tissues. <laughs> our, our tissue don't, budget don't is about to quadruple <laughs> yeah our tissue budget man um whiskey's gotten a little expensive so um, glee on the rocks is about to really take on its name yep. yeah yep. i'm gonna open the next episode with making everybody tell me what they're drinking and if they're not drinking uh, i gotta get something oh i'm gonna be drinking something <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure yep mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh man Maybe several things. Yeah. To have cope. a lineup. Yeah. Some shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take a shot every time you're sad for Clay. Oh, God. Do I have to so start sad. now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad. And then I'm you so have 911 on speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> with a stomach pump ready to go. Oh, just thinking the phrase acoustic version. Like, I just, I'm done. Mm, I'm nope, done. Nope. 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 I know. Lee on the Rocks acoustic version. <laughs> That's yeah. Pain. It's the worst. Ugh. Um so thank you for listening so far. We I guess understand if you don't want to continue. <laughs> um we do know what the rest of the show is like, but we're gonna do it, so I guess you have to too. That's right. Um you can follow us on all of the social medias that are still standing. And if you'd like to support the pod, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks. We will catch you on the next episode. Bring tissues, bring drinks. Um, I think those are all our disclaimers. Get vaccinated. Winter's coming, which means more germs. So get those masks cleaned and ready to go. And I guess that's what you missed on vogue.com you've been listening to glee on the rocks a podcast by otr productions a huge thank you to our sound editor adriana and our podcasts who secretly run the show for more episodes download us on apple podcasts spotify google or wherever you get your podcasts follow us on instagram twitter Podchaser, and more at glee on the rocks if you'd like to support the podcast you can subscribe to our patreon account at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you miss on Glee.